As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Thank you for downloading this latest episode of On Farm Podcast. It's Monty here again, and for this episode, we're back with our friends at the Morden Research Institute. What we're looking at here is how difficult it is to celebrate your big birthday when we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Here we have an organisation, the Morden, who should have been celebrating their centenary It's a hundred years since a group of Scottish farmers um, came together with some researchers and founded what would become the Morden back in 1920. In early March, when we didn't know what we know now, there was a palpable excitement about the 100th anniversary and we had a great reception planned for it. We were really disappointed earlier this year when due to the Covid we had to cancel our national flagship event, Sheep 2020, and we had planned for that event a, a major celebration of Morden centenary. I was really disappointed that we weren't able to celebrate Morden centenary as we had hoped this year, but I'd like to raise a glass to them because I think a centenary of Morden is well worth celebrating. And if you've been listening to our previous episodes with the Morden, you'll have heard a lot about what they've done in the past hundred years. Um, it's an absolutely fantastic organisation, a fantastic resource for Scottish farmers, a fantastic resource for livestock farmers, basically globally. It just makes me wonder, actually, how many flocks and individual animals and just, just what the results of Morden have been in the past hundred years. You know, they've saved millions of animals and they've saved thousands and millions of pounds for farmers and really helped businesses. So it's only right that we take this opportunity to mark the centenary. So bear with us, guys, because this is a bit of a different on-farm podcast. We're going to try and have our own virtual drinks reception to celebrate the centenary of Morden. Just to put us all in the mood and to remind us what a drinks party actually sounds like, we've recycled some sound effects from from the NFU Scotland conference, believe it or not. And through the magic of podcasting, we've brought together some well-wishers who, had there been physical celebrations, I'm sure they would have been top of the guest list. So, grab yourself a volivant, pick up a cocktail stick with a bit of cheese, a bit of pineapple and a bit of ham, if you must, and pour yourself a glass of fizz. Personally, I'm just going to float around a little bit. We're going to hear what other people at the party have to say. We've got folk here from all across government, science, the livestock sectors, and they're all sharing stories. Each has one thing in common, though. Affection for and gratitude to the Morden Research Institute.
Morden is completely unique. I'm not aware of any other research institute in the world that has the same farmer focus and the same drive to deal with animal disease outbreaks. I'm Sheila Vose. I work for Scottish Government as the Chief Veterinary Officer. I have responsibility for things like animal disease, where it's notifiable, animal welfare, policy development, and I rely very heavily on others, vets, scientists, to do my role. I know that my colleagues in England, Wales, Northern Ireland and further afield are very jealous of the relationship that we as Scottish Government have with Morden and the way that we're able to communicate with them and get information at very short notice very often. Morden is a wonderful organisation and not an awful lot of people know about it, which is sad because they do an excellent job on behalf of Scottish farmers and indeed farmers more widely across the UK. It's a unique organisation as far as I'm aware in that it's largely farmer-led and so a lot of the research and work that is done is quite close to application. It's not so much the blue sky science. That means that we have access to scientists, to research, to vets, to other professionals who are at the cutting edge, who know what they're talking about. And it means that as a policymaker, I can go to them, get information and use that in policy development. And one of the bits that I value most is the ability just to pick up the phone and to speak to somebody who knows the research, but is also close enough to the farmer to understand what can be done and what can't. That was um, Sheila Vos there, Scotland's chief vet. Thanks very much, Sheila. Next up, I'm just going to nip over here and try and hear what this chap over here is saying. This is someone that we last spoke to for an on-farm at the NFU Scotland conference, which, remember, is where we recorded these excellent sound effects. Nigel Miller, uh, I'm a farmer in the Scottish borders. I trained as a vet and uh, I was with the NFU Scotland for quite a few years. I was president for uh, uh, four years, uh, having quite a sentence with, with, uh, with the union. I think Morden's kind of been a sort of uh, an ever-present sort of body in my life in many ways, and that during Foot and Mouth, I was working as a vet, and, and uh, there was a group from Morden there, and I, I forged some pretty good friendships at that stage and got some really good advice from people that knew what they were doing. So, so that really set me on a, a course which has meant that I've worked with Morden quite a bit since then. And that connection is real, and it's all over Scotland. If you speak to farmers, they respect Morden. They've probably been to uh, you know, either farm meetings or, or evening meetings and, and had the opportunity to speak directly to, to scientists. And I think some of their scientists are pretty good at not just uh, presenting their specialist expertise, but actually listening to farmers and understanding their real problems you know, I suppose a good example is, you know, there are real problems in Orkney with Cryptosporidia. And one of the modern scientists actually set up a project there. You're really just focused on that on that particular issue. That's the sort of interactive relationship which makes makes Morden special. And it's not just in Scotland. Morden's pretty active in England and in uh, Wales and has a big membership there. So you know, that, that's quite a remarkable achievement for a Scottish Institute. And straying out of the animal health side... 
Morden are currently working on COVID and doing quite a lot there, which is really fantastic. One Health is very topical, the interaction between human health, animal health and the environment. And the work that Morden are doing is a, a wonderful example of that. Animal scientists used to testing large quantities of samples, working to do that in humans, but also looking at livestock susceptibility to COVID viruses and things. So there are lots and lots of examples. The idea that animal health researchers and scientists might also play a part in working on human medicines and health and vice versa is is a kind of reality just now and and it has to be with the, the, the world as it is just now. And it's very relevant to the work of Morden. A concept which you might have heard referred to in our previous episodes as One Health. One Health isn't a new topic. It was first mentioned by Hippocrates back centuries, millennia ago. But it certainly is very topical, particularly as we think about COVID, which was a spillover from probably bats into the human population. And just recently we have seen some spill back into animal populations, thinking particularly around mink farming and the problems that have been seen particularly in Denmark and some other countries, with mink farming. So One Health is something that we should all be focused on. A lot of diseases do spread either from humans to animals or the other way round, or backwards and forwards. And this is an area that Morden have been working on long term. A lot of the diseases that Morden work on um, are zoonotic to one extent or another. And recently, Morden have become involved with COVID testing for the National Health Service. Our animal scientists are much more used to dealing with population-level medicine than human scientists. In human medicine, every life is precious. And I'm not saying that every animal life is not precious, but we're much more used to doing things on a population basis. So we will do screening tests on a herd or a flock to identify the status of all. So scientists at Morden and SRUC and others are quite used to receiving a 100 samples at a time in a batch to be processed, whereas in human medicine generally it's one sample from one person for one result. And so Morden scientists have been able to work closely and to adapt their processes to allow mass testing for the NHS in these unique circumstances that we find ourselves in. Morden's response to the COVID epidemic has been maybe a fitting celebration of what the founders intended. And as Nigel Miller says, in the absence of a year of parties and celebrations, stepping up to the mark and showing its true metal and it, what research and animal research and Morden can do is the next best thing. The ability of the scientists to actually take part in uh, virus testing for the COVID epidemic has been really important for Scotland and has, I suppose, shown the skills and versatility and the biosecurity that, that uh, Morden can offer, not just for us, the farming community, but for the whole of society. And that's an amazing resource and I think probably a fitting celebration of 100 years. 
we are definitely uh, fortunate to have Morden active and working so hard on behalf of the of the livestock industry in, in, in the UK. I'm Phil Stocker and I'm the Chief Executive of the National Sheep Association. With Morden being a very practical research institute, I often feel that we're in the luxurious position of um, coming up with the problems with an expectation that they're going to find some solutions for us. And there's many examples where that would be the case. You know, we're very in touch with lots of practical farmers on the ground and our sheep industry in the UK faces a wide range of different challenges, I guess. A a lot of them fairly unique to the individual farm or to individual regions. And uh, we would have worked very closely with Morden on real practical challenges such as the growing resistance in in, in wormers, in, in, in sheep. At the other end of the spectrum, we've got a range of what we term iceberg diseases that affect the sheep, the sheep industry, things like OPA and Medivisna and Yoni's disease and, and one or two others. And uh, again, Morden have done some really groundbreaking work on trying to get a handle on just to what extent that those problems are affecting the industry, but also look at ways that we can identify the scale of the problems on farms and what sort of approach that we can do to overcome those problems, whether that be the development of, of a vaccine or more recently, in, in the case of OPA, the development of a scanning service that um, allows farmers to go through a risk assessment. So there's lots of there are many, many ways that we worked on very practical problems uh, that occur on sheep farms that more than then go ahead and do some of that exploration, development of appropriate techniques and also the, um, the, the creation of some really valuable advice and information for the sheep industry. They are based up in Scotland, and I guess uh, a lot of people would view them be- as being a Scottish organisation, but on the ground they reach out and work very effectively with farmers right across the whole of the UK, and not just within the UK as well. I mean, they pushed for many years to work in partnership with, uh, with European research organisations, and much, much further afield too, you know, as far as um, South America and Africa, and obviously in New Zealand and other big um, livestock-keeping nations as well. So they've undoubtedly got a global reach and yet they managed to, to make their work very uh, relevant and applicable to, to farmers on the ground. And I would assume that that is the, the same for farmers in Africa or South America as it is for, um, for farmers here in the UK. But um, our experience as a, as a sheep farming organisation in the UK is that they really go out of their way to understand even regional differences within our own nation. There's a lot of work going on in, in diseases that are relevant in low and middle income countries. For example, like the malignant catarrhal fever vaccine that's been um, basically now being rolled out in sub-Saharan Africa. Now, I think there's a danger of us all getting a little bit too isolationist at the moment and to be um, involved in an organisation that looks outwards is, is very refreshing, particularly in the current environment. My name is Bridget Taylor. I'm a farm veterinary surgeon. I've worked in the East Cheshire area for nearly 32 years now. Over the years, I've increasingly specialised in in, um, dairy cattle, beef cattle and sheep mainly, particularly interested in control of infectious diseases and particularly as well um, knowledge transfer, training small groups of farmer and things like uh, control of disease and artificial insemination and um, responsible use of medicines. Those are my sort of top um, things that keep me busy in practice on a day-to-day basis at the moment. 
I was invited to become um, North of England regional advisor uh, for the Morden by an acquaintance from vet school, actually. Um, as it happens, we were both members of the Dick Vet Pipe Band, so that was my original connection. So obviously I knew about Morden because I'd been at Edinburgh University. It was just an instant reaction. I'd love to join that, be part of that, because I know that the work Morden does has tangible benefits for farmers that are evident on a daily basis whether it's about uh, communication and understanding of disease or some of the research that Mordon's done resulting in the products we use on farm. I can say that you know, on a daily basis I use some of that knowledge and information or, or I employ some of those products and I wanted to get our farmers to be able to benefit more from my increased involvement, uh, both our local farmers and the ones right across the, the uh, sort of north of England region. Well, we've got a local farm in our village who, who run a sort of New Zealand-style dairy farm. In other words, they're seasonally block calving um, in the spring. And they've had big issues with liver fluke and possibly rumen fluke. Rumen fluke's still a bit of an unknown quantity, but Philip Skews at, um, at um, Morden has done a lot of research on that, is currently, is currently still working on it. And we persuaded Philip to come down with um, one of his research uh, assistants on a field trip to meet this farmer... We went digging for snails in the fields and Philip and his, uh, and, and his colleague did some fantastic knowledge uh, transfer sort of events, small seminars with some of our local farmers and we took them all out for a meal in the pub. Um, it just was a really brilliant um, opportunity for our farmers to see that the problems they're facing are being, are being actively researched. Yeah, we're very, very fortunate to have Morden, and I would say that the Morden Institute are really quite unique in terms of, uh, of what they do. And one of those areas of uniqueness for me is that applicability to a farm level. This is not a bunch of um, a research organisation with a bunch of scientists and researchers that sit in a, an ivory tower distant from the industry. These guys are, are very, very closely connected with farmers on the ground. And that's really one of the reasons why we've reached out to Morden and Morden have reached out to the National Sheep Association to make sure that that connection to practical farmers on the ground is as close as, as possible. They absolutely aspire to their work to wanting their work to be uh, relevant and appropriate to practitioners, farmers. And, you know, that is something that has over, over the last few decades, I guess, is something that's been, it's become a little bit rare within the research world. So they are unique in, in, the, in, in the subject matter that they, um, they tackle. Going forward, I guess, and, and, and uh, related to some of those issues is this bigger issue of climate change. Climate change brings a responsibility to both um, you know, reduce our carbon footprint and for the industry to be seen uh, to be as responsible and, and contribute to mitigating uh, against climate change, climate change as much as it possibly can. But it will also bring new challenges. You know, for all of us, we're going to face a real revolution, I think, in, in how we think and what we do. Nigel Miller again there. One of his many hats has been as co-chair of the Farming and Climate Change Inquiry Group farming for 1.5 degrees. Farming's not just going to be about food production, it's going to be about uh, carbon management and, and emission control or emission management, also biodiversity, because land and land use is going to become a critical issue. So you know, a, a really big challenge uh, and uh, as I say disease management uh, is going to be huge in that. It's one of the few win-wins in, in, in uh, livestock production. Uh, even the UK Climate Change Committee have identified your know, animal health as, as a key priority. So Morden's going to actually play 
a pivotal role in meeting that challenge, I think. Climate change and weather patterns in the future will bring changes in the way that um, parasites and diseases live um, and the way that they breed and the seasonality it, through which they become a problem to farmers. So keeping an eye on that and trying to uh, develop these uh, health management tools alongside a changing climate is going to be one of the key things, I think, for the, for the future. And that will affect our ability to, to, to manage um, health and disease and, and parasites. And it will also work alongside the actual uh, sheep that we work with, the genetic material that we're working with on farms and their ability to cope with climate change going going forward. So, you know, more than often talk about these things within the concept of a, a One Health situation. And we as a sheep farming organisation would also view this as, um, as needing to be really holistic and look at everything through one lens, if you like, through a lens of um, really effective and good environmental management, uh, really good health management, and the need for us to, to make sure that our, our economies and our rural communities uh, are able to um, to succeed and thrive in the future. I'm Katrina Barclay and I'm the RET Executive Officer and I also work for the Royal and Highland Agricultural Society of Scotland. And the connection that I have with both of those organisations with the Morden is the fact that they are an innovative education organisation and have a long-standing relationship with RAS going right back to those days where it was founded actually. There were members of the Highland Agricultural Society along with the Scottish Chamber of Agriculture and NFU who were the founding fathers, if you like, of this great charity. Listening back to the previous podcast you've already done on Morden really sent me on a bit of a, a memory thinking back to the jobs I've had before, before where I am just now. It turns out that Katrina actually used to work very closely with Morden scientists in a previous role at the Scottish Organic Producers Association when she was helping farmers to create livestock management plans. The joys of learning the acronym FEC, the faecal egg count, and uh, <laughs> working with um, a number of vets around animal health plans and understanding what they meant by a clostridial disease, can't even say it now, it just reminded me of the work that farmers invest in their, in their animals and how much pride is in there as well. And yes, I know that, you know, picking up poo samples and looking at it through a microscope is not for everybody, but I remember the first time being out on a farm when we were doing a farm walk looking at how do you sample? Where do you sample? And the work that Morden do going out to farms to help put this sort of practice into into context so that farmers and people like myself at the time can understand what how do you go about counting eggs in, in animal feces? The last time I spoke to somebody from Morden physically face to face was way back at the start of the year at the NFUS conference, an incredibly noisy foyer, as those of you who attend it will understand. That's the same conference that we stole this um, party sound effects from, by the way. And it was uh, a conversation around the planning of getting the Morden Laboratory out to RET events and how many could we actually fit in in the coming year. And it was so... It's just so lovely to have a conversation about the plans for 
celebrating the, the launch of such a cool and innovative piece of kit. What Katrina's referring to there is the new cutting-edge Morden Mobile Laboratory. The mobile lab or or bus is, um, is, is for outreach and it's designed to take the Morden science on the road, reaching out to farmers all over Scotland and beyond, I believe. If you want to know more about that, go back and listen to episode one of this series where we take a look around the van. Sadly, like a lot of things this year, it's been grounded. It's in a car park outside the Morden ever since it was built. What a job this COVID is. But those conversations have started and they will get picked up and we will be welcoming Morden and the science out into the, the countryside very soon. And uh, yeah, it's a lovely memory to have. The work that Morden deliver and have done for the last 100 years is really around engaging with farmers, supporting farmers and through that educating farmers. And the similarity, I suppose, with the work that the charity RET do is around engaging people with food farming in the rural countryside. So when you've got an organisation like Morden who can really put into plain English how their their work with their scientists can really help support farmers, we can use that as an example of careers within um, the countryside, but also a really good way of demonstrating how farmers use science, how farmers rely on the innovative work the scientists at Morden do with the research and can really help the, the story, if you like, around how we look after our livestock. So my name's Rachel Hall. I'm a mixed vet working in North Wales. I've only recently graduated university, uh, so just a, a COVID graduate from summer 2020, originally from a dairy farm in West Yorkshire, which is actually how I first came involved with Morden. So my parents were having a problem with Neosporer on the dairy farm and we attended a meeting in North Yorkshire held by Morden um, where we learned more about the technical side of Neosporer. Whilst at university uh, I was in my third year and I was looking into research projects and I came across a training opportunity in um, northern New York State called the Summer Dairy Institute which is held by Cornell University. The training school required a uh, a significant amount of funding to be able to attend it and um, alone I wouldn't have been able to afford that whilst I was at university. So as part of that Morden very kindly um, provided a scholarship for me to attend the Summer Dairy Institute um, where I learnt technical skills and, and knowledge and information about the technical side of dairying. And another major benefit of Morden is that it's heavily involved in the communication side of science um, and that was a major skill that I developed at Summer Dairy Institute as well. How we work with people most effectively, how we can get optimal outcomes and also the, the transfer of knowledge, not just in a, a one direction but from farm clients to vets to researchers and back the way as well. One of the unique selling points of Morden is that the information goes both ways, which is really remarkable. A real, a real credit to Morden, really. And that kind of thing, the Morden inspiring and supporting a talented young person to be a better vet, is exactly what the Rets Katrina Barclay says she's grateful for. I just think it's uh, it's wonderful to be celebrating the work of such a, an organisation that 
brings science and brings out that nerd in me about parasitology and think about, you know, it's still so relevant and it will be for so many years to come. And I hope that there are other people who get a chance to listen to these podcasts, might even see it as a career opportunity or a changing career, because it's not something that's going to go away. I think the hunger for animal health to be at its best, which we we're great at doing in Scotland, will continue. And we need people with that passion in them to work alongside scientists and be the scientists who can then come out and speak to farmers about what it is they actually do. Unfortunately, folks, that's really about it. We're coming to the end of this little drinks reception, I'm afraid. The canopies ran out a long while ago, and the bar, well, it's just about drunk dry. Um, I think there are going to be a few sore heads in the morning, and by the look of that lot over there, they're going out to keep the night going. You know, I personally like the little pheasant breast goujons done in a peanut butter crunch. It was, they were just delicious, honestly. Morden, you did us proud with the food tonight. Um, listeners, thanks for being with us um, for some of the stories and the anecdotes. It's been brilliant helping to celebrate Morden, and thanks to everyone we've heard from. It was great to have Chief Vet Sheila Vos, former NFU President Nigel Miller, National Sheep Association Chief Executive Phil Stoker, Katrina Barkley from RET, and of course Vets Bridget Taylor and Rachel Hall. I just love the fact that we get such highly qualified guests on this podcast. We also now need to do a regular listener thank yous too. I'm going to name check and give a bit of a nod to people who over the last week have done some tweeting and talked about us and shared our podcasts on social media. We are always so grateful. Last week, or in the last seven days, we've spotted posts and tweets from Jock Gibson at Edinville Farm, Ian Davidson, who tweets as Lammermuir Ian, who is also the chap in charge of the Scottish Land Matching Service, which is, I believe is an excellent initiative. Um, there was Sam Gayton and Day Tucker, Michael Middlemiss, who is local to here. He's actually the chairman of Lauder Common Riding, a big shot in the borders. And yet again, Andrew Moyer. Andrew wins the prize for the most consecutive mentions on this show. I think that must be three weeks in a row now. Well done, Andrew. We are really grateful, really thankful. Do keep sharing, keep telling people where they can find us. It's the least we can do to say thanks in return. And make sure, please, if you want to mention, make sure to tag us at on underscore farm UK on Twitter. Then we'll definitely see your post. Before we finish this time, just one last word from a few of our contributors in today's episode. They're all dead set on having a proper modern celebration. Even if now, it'll have to be a centenary plus one. Hey, centenary plus one, 101 years. That's something to celebrate too. I know it's going to be a year out with their official centenary, but I think that can be forgiven. The um, outreach work that Morden have got planned for next year, for 2021, going around to different events, shows, to marts, out onto ret visits, out into schools, into um, onto farms as well. I think the excitement that that will help bring to um, the farming community will be a great positive. 
a lot of the events will still go ahead and one of the advantages for Morden, if there can be anything, is that, is that um, the organisation has thrived with um, being able to help out the Scottish NHS with COVID testing. You know, I think it's really important that the industry gets to recognise the, the contribution that they've made and the work that they, they do and we should not let times like this pass by without some recognition of, uh, of the value of that work.